Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over a hundred casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is an unspoiled network podcast. This is Undeclared, The Vampire Diaries, Season 4, Episode 5, The Killer. I don't know. It just seems like everything is happening exactly how we guessed this season. So where are the surprises? Welcome to Undeclared. Mystic Falls. I was born here. This is my home. And mine. And mine. For centuries, supernatural creatures have lived among us. They're vampires, werewolves, doppelgangers, witches. And even hybrids. She needs human blood, Stefan, from the vein. If she kills someone, she will crumble. Shouldn't you be in Mystic Falls killing vampires? Anybody gets in my way, they're dead. Do I have your attention? Now let's talk about vampires. Run as fast as you can. Why are you protecting me? Oz will kill anyone who knows. Connor's tattoo is a key to a cure for Elena. Stay the hell away from my brother. You said you were going to protect Jeremy. I killed someone. Welcome to the show, everybody. I'm Jamie. I'm Krista. Um, do you feel the way I feel? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if it's because I'm watching the show differently because of um, analyzing it more than I did before. And maybe it's because we're only watching one episode at a time. But it just feels like there just haven't been surprises yet this season. There hasn't been anything that was like unexpected. Elena's acting exactly how I would have assumed she would. And... You guessed the cure. Yep. And there was like one other thing that was like pretty obvious. Or yesterday. Last week you asked me, hey, who do you think the killer is? And I said, Elena. Right. Right. There's just so far, and we're only five episodes in this season. But so far, there hasn't been anything that's been like up to the standard that this show has set for quickly introducing something different or quickly getting through one situation and leading into another one that we weren't, we didn't see coming necessarily. Yeah. It just seems like they're dragging this thing with Elena out. Yeah. I kind of wonder what happened if the writers changed up or something happened. Not that I'm aware of. So boring. It is. I was bored guys. I was bored. This is a really boring episode. Yeah. And even like writing up 
my notes for it. I was just like, there were whole parts where I'm like, and then this happened. <laughs> like, I don't even bother going into any kind of detail. Like, and then this. Because well, I feel a lot better now. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I know where the story is going and I know that things do improve. So I can give you that sort of semi-spoiler. No, thank God. Because otherwise it's just a lot of like, what's the point? Mm-hmm. it's just really hard to be excited to talk about this episode because other than Elena killing Connor like nothing happens yeah I feel so much better that you're saying all this because the write up I did was really hard to do <laughs> well why don't we just jump right into that okay so the killer huh Well, bravo to the actress who plays April, because I want April to be okay, and she's definitely someone who could die. Uncool show. Uncool. As Damon says about Matt and April, those two idiots, they're like danger magnets. Connor's back in Mystic Falls after a brief chat with Professor McSleazy. Side note, I had a boss whose last name was Sleaze, and he was totally a good dude. Unlike this dude, who sucks. Anyway, Connor's laid a trap for the vamps in town by taking over the Mystic Grill and taking April, Matt, and Jeremy hostage. Props to Jeremy for trying to get April out of everything immediately. But then Connor breaks it to him that he's been compelled to forget something. And understandably, Jeremy is pissed. Meanwhile, the gang is gathering together to figure out how to rescue the hostages and kill Connor. Except for Stefan, who knows that they have to keep Connor alive to find a map for the cure. Klaus, who's in Italy excavating Alexander's grave, still won't let Stefan tell anyone about the map. So Stefan is having to pull every trick he can think of to keep everyone from killing Connor. When Elena, Damon, and Stefan are planning, Stefan realizes that Damon is going to kill Connor and verveins Damon out cold. While all this is happening, Klaus has ordered one of his hybrids, Dean, to walk into the booby-trapped grill. Dean is sired to Klaus, but Tyler and Haley, remember her, are trying to talk him out of it. Sire Bond being Sire Bond, they can't do it. Caroline has finally met Haley, and understandably, she's a little jealous. It turns out there's nothing between Haley and Tyler, and they're just trying to get as many hybrids desired as opposed to desired, it looks weird when I spell it, from Klaus, and using the love triangle crap to throw Klaus off the scent. Thank God. But Dean, the intrepid red shirt hybrid, acts as a distraction for Stefan, who sneaks through a very well-built underground railroad passage into the grill to get April and Matt free. Second interesting side note, because the show was boring, I've been in an underground railroad tunnel between buildings. Since they were secret, they're not brick and mortar. They're just holes dug out and pretty freaking dangerous to be in. I got suspended for going inside the one that was between buildings in my school. Totally worth it. Any case, Stefan gets Connor just as Elena rushes in to save Jeremy. She is furious that Stefan has been keeping her in the dark. Damon, whose ring was stolen by his sweet baby brother, meets Stefan and Connor in the tunnels and punches through Stefan's ribcage to pull on his heart before Stefan finally breaks and tells Damon what Klaus and he are up to. Just as Damon is ready to join Team Cure, though, Elena finds a fleeing Connor in the tunnels and murders him. The shame spiral is happening and the brothers are worried. While this is going on, April and Matt meet Jeremy at the square to hang out but it turns out that Ms. Young has been compelled to forget the whole ordeal. Jeremy, furious that the humans are being manipulated, tricks April into wearing the bracelet. Matt sees what's happening and uses his masculine wiles to get April to wear the bracelet. 
Just as Jeremy says he's sick of secrets, he sees the hunter's mark appear on his hand and tells Matt nothing is wrong. Because of course he does. Well, now it's his secret. <sighs> so annoying. So annoyed with that. It's bad writing. We watch Damon tell Stefan that he'll try to help Stefan find a cure, but that he loves Elena either way. He's helping out of brotherly love. Elena, however, is dealing with a problem that seems even worse than being a vampire. She's losing her grip on reality out of guilt, being haunted by Connor's ghost, or both. Oh yeah, and Bonnie's in this episode. Nick Sleazy is hypnotizing her, oh this is gonna go well, and has her back to lighting candles, so she's on his side. Ugh. And fuck Matt Davis. And not in a good way. I hope Jamie lied and he only pops up once every season at most. I'm pretty sure I miss stuff, but Jamie's always got my back. Where did the fuck Mac Davis thing come from? Did you see in the Unspoiled Mighty Network thing? No. I saw something in the TVD Unspoiled group. Well, I'm not in that group. Right! What was posted that you got to see? Well, it was about Matt Davis. It was not about the character at all. What did he do? He's a libertarian. What did he do? Uh, let's see. Do, 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 do. Looking for it. So Ashley said, I'm catching, still catching up on, hi Ashley. I'm still catching up on Krista and Jamie's coverage currently on season three, episode 21. So this maybe was discussed on one of the more recent podcast episodes. True. Here I was talking about Alaric's actor's fanfic and laughed along about what a dork he is. And I decided to go look for memes and ended up on TVD Reddit. And he's a Trump supporter and a transphobe and a racist. He's not. He's actually not. Um, look, putting me in a position to defend a libertarian, which I don't like. <laughs> he doesn't necessarily support Trump. He doesn't unsupport certain things that are going on. He really hates Joe Biden. He claims to hate Joe Biden because he voted for the Iraq war. He voted for Obama twice. He's not a racist. He's not a transphobe. He's not a homophobe. He's not sexist. There's a whole thing with Paul Wesley this week where Paul Wesley responded to something that Matt Davis tweeted and said, sorry guys, Alaric seems to have gotten into the vervain again. <clears throat> and this drew attention to some of the stuff that Matt Davis has been tweeting and he has gotten an extreme amount of hate thrown at him, including people hoping that he dies. Whoa. It's not good, guys. He has every right to have his poor opinions he's not a bad dude he's really not i don't like his political opinions i don't like that he retweets megan kelly oh but i don't think that he is a racist or a sexist or a homophobe or a misogynist or a transphobe he's never given any indication that he's any of those things he just doesn't seem to be seeing clearly like the big picture of what's going on in our country right now because he's got these narrow libertarian views which is often he voting for joe jorgensen or whatever her name is he has not said who he's voting for i don't know i don't i don't want to know because his hate of joe 
Biden seems to be his driving force here. Mm-hmm. Um, I will believe someone like Paul Wesley, who says things like, I love you, dude. You're not a bad guy. I like that Paul will tease him about some of the stupid shit he's saying, mm-hmm. but then turn around when people are throwing hate at him and be like, all right, enough. He's not, Paul Wesley's not going to be friends with somebody who actually is okay with concentration camps. And I don't think that Matt Davis is. That's not the kind of stuff that he's tweeting about. He really just doesn't seem to want. I try to think of someone like Ron Swanson, who is a, you know, is a fictional character. Not a real guy, but a pretty severe libertarian on a television show about government that I love and how he sort of fought against the good stuff that Leslie wanted and also the shitty stuff that the shitty people wanted. He didn't want any of that stuff. He just wanted like less government oversight. And that seems to be where a lot of Matt Davis's views are coming from is that kind of stuff. He's also... I'm not defending him. He's saying some, he's retweeting some pretty terrible people, but he's not tweeting like Trump 2020. He's not saying that stuff. Yeah. He's just not saying the things he needs to say to show that he's not that kind of guy. Yeah. He seems to be in this very narrow lane that isn't really both sides in things, but thinks that there's bad things on both sides. And doesn't, he's not, I don't feel like he's fully supporting either candidate one way or the other, but the people that he's retweeting aren't great people. So he's basically enjoying his privilege as a straight white cis dude. Absolutely. Awesome. It's disappointing. I don't think he's evil. I don't think he's, I don't think he's a bad person. I don't think he's Adam Baldwin. (laughs) I mentioned that when somebody was bringing it up. Yeah. Like, I unfollowed him on Twitter because I don't want to see it. You have every right to think the thoughts you want to think, Matt Davis. You're not my friend. I don't need to follow you on Twitter. I would prefer to still be in love with your character. That you played on a show that has been off the air for several years. I don't like when fans, A, send him death threats. B, can't seem to separate Alaric from Matt Davis and bring up things that Alaric did as if those are things Matt Davis did. What? Oh yeah. It's a madhouse out there. I don't need people sending him tweets about how would Jenna feel? Who f- Jenna's fucking fake. What? She's a fictional character that has nothing to do with the situation. Separate things, please. I want to love Alaric, so I'm not going to follow Matt Davis on Twitter anymore. I don't need to like him as a person. I don't need to. I don't need to agree with what he thinks right now, but I don't think he's dangerous. So he's basically Mark Pellegrino from Lost. Yeah. Harmless. Stupid. Kind of looks the same. Oh, how dare you? 
I didn't say one was better looking than the other. One is very much better looking than the other. Yeah. I said in response to some of these tweets in the discussion we were having in the group you're not allowed into mm-hmm. that it's just disappointing to learn that he's more like his character from Legally Blonde than Alaric. I have never seen Legally Blonde. It's a very good movie. He I've sucks. Heard. His character sucks. And it deliberately sucks. Mm-hmm. Um I'm always disappointed when people are surrounded by incredibly progressive people and they play characters that have incredibly progressive ideals that they don't absorb that. But that's what makes us human. We all have the right to be right and wrong and have our opinions I don't care what his opinions are as long as he's not advocating for the basically destruction of democracy, which he's not. He's not advocating for concentration camps and for women to be forcibly sterilized within those camps. He's not he's not advocating that black people are terrorists and that white people have supremacy. He's not saying those things. If he were I would not have a very easy time separating him from the character he played that I love. I cannot separate Adam Baldwin anymore. I don't even want to know because I already hated him. I don't remember what it was that he was talking about, but it was deplorable. Yeah. The things that he was saying. It was aggressively vicious towards people. Matt Davis isn't being that way. He's just... Remember I said he was a fucking weirdo? Yeah. And it was amusing because he was talking about fucking space aliens and shit. He's a weird person. He's got weird views. And when it was not a very tense political environment that we're in, it was kind of funny. But this nothing about the world right now is funny. Yeah. But I don't think that he deserves the kind of hate that he got this week from people. I would rather death threats not be a first resort. Yeah. He wasn't saying anything that from what I, and I read through a lot of his tweets. He wasn't saying anything that made me like made my blood boil or made me think like, Oh my God, what the fuck, man? It was just like, Oh, he just retweeted Megan Kelly again. He's not talking to Fox news shit. He's not doing the things that would make me actively like, dislike and and really question like whether or not you're a good person he just kind of sucks i guess like your views are privileged they're just very privileged yeah and you've decided you don't like joe biden because he voted for the iraq war which almost every senator did yeah they were misinformed like the rest of us you can't hold that against him forever The administration lied. And they voted based on lies. And you voted for Obama twice. So you voted for Biden twice. I don't get it. But I don't think you're a racist. I don't think that you advocate for people being locked up in cages. I don't think you want to take the rights away from gay people and trans people. He never says anything like that. He just also doesn't 
say anything against some of the other bad shit that's going on right now. I mean, he's probably some kind of weird COVID conspiracy theorist, too. I don't know. That's dangerous, but it's not going to put people in cages because of the color of their skin. Don't send death threats to people. Man, he's an actor, and he's a weirdo, and he's always been sort of questionable. It's funny that he wrote fan fiction. He played a character. He's not that character. And we can separate things and not harass somebody. And if you don't like what he has to say, unfollow him. And don't make the mistake that I made and go back and see what other stupid things he said this week. Because I did that and I was like, ah, probably shouldn't have. But you know how I am. I've got no tolerance for intolerance. Yeah. And those aren't the types of things that he's saying. I just don't like the types of things he's saying. Fair. Yeah, I have a feeling that people want him to come out and say the things that he kind of needs to say to differentiate himself. But also, death threats, not really the way to get what you want out of life. It's it's really not. Um, hold on. I'm just... I, I'm pulling up his Twitter... He seems like the kind of guy who wouldn't realize what the situation means to other people, and so he's kind of trolling everybody. Uh, I think he deleted his Twitter. Oh, really? Yeah. Yep. Holy shit. Yesterday he had tweets. Today it's showing no recent tweets. Um, yeah. Hold on. Holy Going shit. directly to his profile. Yeah, all his tweets are gone. Oh my god. So he either locked his Twitter down or he deleted, he, like, I don't know, his name still comes up, but on his Twitter feed there's nothing. Oh wow. Yeah. So I can't even tell you what he said, but he did say, like, something along the lines of how the the death threats are unnecessary that he's not a racist, he's not a sexist, he's not a homophobe, he's not a transphobe. Anybody who knows him knows those things. And that the kind of hate that he's gotten thrown at him lately is hurtful and unnecessary. It was like a series of like three pretty long, three or four pretty long tweets. And I read them and I was like, oh my god, what? Is this all from that little joke that Paul Wesley said? So I went back and looked at the conversation between the two of them and it was a joke that paul said that matt responded with a the word yawn and then paul responded to a couple other things that matt had tweeted and i think paul's fans are fucking bonkers and they started just leveling abuse at matt davis which is not okay he was not what he was saying is not that terrible and now now they're all gone so i can't even read to you what he said but he really was like it wasn't an apology it was sort of an explanation of like this is how i feel about joe biden this is how i feel about this situation this is how i feel about what's been thrown at me lately these are the things i'm not I've been following him for a long time. If I saw a 
whisper of homophobia or transphobia or racism in his tweets, I would never have followed him. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah. Well, at least something exciting happened to make up for this really boring episode. (laughs) Oh, that a lark's not in. Yeah. Oh, God, we just spent so much time talking about Matt Davis. We used to talk about him so favorably. (laughs) This is probably the right move for him to make. He really doesn't either need to have a public Twitter account or he needs to take a break from the Internet. And everybody else needs to simmer down. Yep. Okay, let's talk about this episode. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Connor arrives at his ransack trailer. He has a head in a bag. Um, I couldn't figure out if this stuff was happening before he talked to Shane or after. I think it must have been before. Mm-hmm. So we flash back and forth to what Connor is doing, which is basically he's got this head in the bag. He realizes that somebody has been in his trailer and taken a bunch of his stuff. And he extracts the werewolf toxin from the head. He goes and visits... Shane and wants to know why did you send me to Mystic Falls? I spent the last two days tied up by an original vampire and Shane's only interested in that part of it because he's heard about Klaus and he's heard he's a real monster and Connor doesn't give a shit. He's only interested in how hard he is to kill because he's a hybrid and Shane's just like, hmm. I mean, I've heard, like, maybe cutting off their head or pulling their heart out. Connor's like, yeah, I had to figure that out on my own. He complains that Shane has always been slow with sharing information. And Shane says they had a deal. He'll give answers when Connor completes the hunter's mark. And that there's no shortage of vampires in Mystic Falls. And I would like to say there actually is. There are, like, five vampires in Mystic Falls. The only thing I could think of was that it was population density-wise. There were still a lot of vampires because it's not a big town. It's not a big town, but there aren't that many vampires there right now. Yeah, there used to be more. There did. But also, this guy's information isn't necessarily, like, most recent information. I guess because usually there are there's not a lot of random vampires around unless somebody is like has random vampires to be around like Catherine always seems to bring some people along with her mm-hmm. or uh there used to be more vampires with klaus he used to have minions he doesn't really have any minions anymore because he's got hybrids as his minions so there's caroline stefan and damon elena which Connor doesn't know about. Yeah, but the hybrids count as vampire kills. They do. And recently, there are when Klaus came back, he brought some hybrids with him, but we still don't really know how many. Mm-hmm. A handful? There's still... It's not infested. And Shane says that town is practically infested. It's yeah. not. There's one little group of vampires. And they're not running around just making vampires left and right. Update your information before you send somebody into a place where he's outmatched. Because there's thousand-year-old vampires here. Yeah. And maybe it's only two of them right now. 
but still. So then Shane asks him or mentions that there's a witch that's involved with these vampires and he needs her kept out of the crossfire. And Connor's a dick and he's like, if she gets in my way, she's dead. Shane says he'll occupy her. Yep. Then Connor surprises Jeremy at the grill. Jeremy's there, like, getting set up. And at first, I didn't know why Jeremy seemed, like, weird about Connor. And then it's revealed after that he doesn't remember having that conversation. So Connor just suddenly showing up and putting a knife to his throat and saying he wants to talk about vampires. Which isn't the first time that Connor has done this type of thing to Jeremy. Yeah. But I guess there seems to be a little more of a familiarity that Jeremy's like, what the fuck? We already had this conversation, like, when you accosted me at school that time. Yeah. Then we have Elena writing in her diary about Ooh. how she's a vampire and she hates it. It's like they all suddenly went, oh, we called the show Vampire Diaries? <laughs> She hasn't killed anyone yet. She's only holding things together because of Jeremy. And I think, I don't remember if it's in this passage or later when she says, if it weren't for Jeremy, she would have just ended it already. Yeah, honestly, every time she keeps on talking about Jeremy every five seconds in the show, and I'm like, okay, so Jeremy's going to die. You think? Yeah. What do you think that means? How's Jeremy going to die? Um, well, now we know he's going to be a hunter. So I think that he's going to uh, he's gonna go and like maybe this Terminator attitude of of Connors is something that creeps into your blood the more marks that you get. Okay. And so then they're gonna have to kill him. Who? Like he's gonna start attacking Elena, so they they you know Damon ends up accidentally killing him because. What if his ring doesn't make his ring doesn't work because he's not because he is supernatural now, so it doesn't work on him. It's possible. So then he dies for real, for real, and then Elena loses her shit. What does she do? Uh, I don't know. What would she do? Because I can't have her die. But it would be great if she got the cure just as Jeremy died. And so she had a choice to take the cure and she decides not to because what's the point anymore? So she would choose to stay a vampire? Yeah. I'm coming up with this on the fly. Okay. On Mike's pen's head. What is that version of Elena who chooses to stay a vampire because her brother died? Because she doesn't want to feel anymore so she switches her humanity thingy. Her humanity thingy. You know the thing. They they shut off their feelings. And like then me. she spends the rest of the series being the villain? Uh, at least this season. Okay. This season she's going to be the villain. Okay. All right, guys, mark that down. Let's see if Krista's right. Okay. So Stefan is also writing in his diary about Elena and about this cure. He wants to give it to her so she can have her life back. He's willing to do whatever it takes, whatever Klaus asks of him to get that for her. Mm -hmm. And then he finds out from Klaus that Connor has escaped. 
Klaus thinks that Connor is still in town because he took the hybrid's head, which means he wants a werewolf toxin. And since he's in Italy and not able to save any of the vampires that might get infected by this, he thinks that Stefan better work fast and catch him and keep him alive if they want the map to the cure. Why is the excavation in Italy so fucking intense? It's not like they could, you know, bury him extra deep or something. Uh, because it was 900 years ago. Yeah, but that doesn't make the land extra deep. There might be ruins and stuff there because there used to be a church there yeah. at one time. It didn't look like that church was still there. Yeah. So. I just, the whole thing kind of confused me. I'm like, wouldn't it just be, you know, out there, over there in the corner? Like, I can't see Rebecca being able to get a bulldozer because they didn't exist yet. Yeah, she still probably would have buried him more than a couple feet deep. Yeah, but like, that's some severe work there. I just got confused. Well, you're also, again, 900 years, lots of changes to the land and the landscape and whatever. And maybe they don't know exactly where the body would be because they don't have those that equipment that they use when they're ex- excavating dinosaurs. I guess. They can see under the ground a little bit, see where those bones might be so they know where they're looking. All they, and that sword. All they know is it's somewhere in this area. That church used to be around here. Here's maybe some ruins from it, but we don't know exactly where around here she buried him, just that she buried him at that church. Were there churches in the 1100s? Yeah. Okay. Stefan mentions that Damon wants Connor dead and will kill him if he sees him, so it would just be easier if he could tell him what's going on. But Klaus doesn't want a lot of people knowing, and he doesn't think that Damon should be trusted with the info of the cure since he probably wants Elena to stay just how she is. Stefan says he trusts Damon a lot more than he trusts Klaus. Klaus doesn't trust anyone. Case in point, his sister is now daggered in a box. Mm-hmm. So if Stefan spills the beans, the sword will go in the ocean and they can all say goodbye to Elena ever being human again. Ugh. Then we're back at the grill. Matt shows up. He's leaving Jeremy a pissed off voicemail because he's late for work. April shows up asking if Matt knows where Rebecca is. She was supposed to help April find out more about the fire that killed her dad, but she's disappeared. Matt doesn't know. He also doesn't care where Rebecca is, but he only says that he doesn't know. Yeah. Then Connor comes in with hostage Jeremy in tow. Damon shows up at Elena's house and just walks into her bedroom uninvited. He's looking for Stefan. She doesn't know where he is. She hasn't talked to him yet. So Damon asks for her phone because he figures that Stefan's mad at him and probably is just dodging his calls. And she's like, well, why would he be mad at you? And Damon assumes that Elena spilled her guilty little guts about the bloody feeding dance party. It turns out she didn't tell Stefan about that. Well, he talks about them grinding together. I'm like, you guys didn't really touch each other. They were dancing up on each other. I didn't think it was as close as, like, actually physically contact there. I think he touched her hair at one point. Yeah, she was, like, hanging on him. Oh, okay. She says that what happened was a mistake and she wasn't herself. And Stefan has enough going on trying to help her through all of this vampire stuff. Damon accurately diagnoses her shame spiral, which she denies having. He calls Stefan as they argue and he gets voicemail, so he figures... Stefan is dodging them both, but she thinks that means that something must be wrong. We're back at the grill. 
Connor is holding three humans hostage. He's setting up booby traps. Jeremy asks if April can be let go since she has nothing to do with this, but Connor disagrees. She's involved because her father was involved. She has no idea what he's talking about. She doesn't remember ever meeting this guy, although he seems familiar. He doesn't inform her that he stabbed her in the stomach. Yeah, probably a good move on his part, honestly. Connor tells them to get some vervain and not just on a bracelet that anyone can take off and replace after they've compelled you. April still has no idea what's going on. And Connor says, compulsion, secrets, vampires. Matt says if he knows so much, he knows that their friends will be there to save him, save them, and that's what Connor is counting on. So he texts Stefan, Damon, and Tyler from Jeremy's phone. Because Stefan, Damon, and Tyler are the only vampires he can confirm exist. Mm-hmm. At Tyler's, Damon is now starting to devise a plan where they all take a different entrance into the grill and hit him all at the same time. Stefan shows up, and they're like, where have you been? He says, coming up with a plan. And Damon's like, well, we have a plan. Stefan says they need to be careful because Connor has Jeremy and who knows who else. Alina thinks that Damon is right. Connor can't take them all at once. Tyler says that he called in the hybrids for help. Caroline comes in and lets them know that her mom has put up blockades and announced that there's a faulty gas main. Damon's ready to go. Stefan stops them, saying that they can't all go. Blah, blah, blah. (laughs) So Stefan finally convinces them to do it his way because Connor might have vampire or werewolf toxin. Well, he says he has werewolf toxin and Damon's like, how do you know that? And seven says, well, he had it last time. So who's to say that's a pretty good cover. And also could be true. Even if they didn't know that he had a werewolf head because he did, he had the toxin before they don't know what, little traps he set up or where he's hidden it away just because his trailer was ransacked doesn't mean he hasn't hidden it around Damon says to get the Wicked Witch of the West in I don't know how he's ever going to expect Bonnie to be on his side if he doesn't stop being nicer well you know maybe he just doesn't expect her to ever like him I guess Caroline reminds him that she can't do magic and Damon thinks that Jeremy being in danger will just snap her out of that which he's probably not wrong about if she were mm. able to be contacted. I don't want to go into the stuff with Shane and Bonnie. It's basically boils down to this. He tells her there's other ways to practice magic, that the witch spirits are probably just messing with her and making her feel guilty because they don't want her to use her power. And then he hypnotizes her. She thinks that she can't be hypnotized, but she totally can because she's been sitting there for seven hours. Hypnotized. I don't want to talk about this weird flirty thing and whatever, whatever. Do you think he was doing something else when he was hypnotizing her? I don't want to think about it. Well, I'm asking you to think about it. I hope not. Maybe he was reading a book. I don't know. He's just trying to keep her out of the way. Yeah, but he also seems to need her for something. Yeah, so like if he just keeps her in stasis for a period of time while she's being hypnotized, then he can do other stuff as long as he's in the room. But he also seems to need her to do magic. Yeah, so maybe... Oh, I see what you're saying, yeah. Yeah. Like, he is helping her break through that, like, mental block she has where the spirits are making her believe, potentially... 
that her grams is being tortured every time she uses magic. Mm-hmm. And Shane's not the first person to say, the, those spirits are fucking liars. Maybe they're just messing with you. Yeah. So going on the assumption that those opinions are right, and Shane actually is doing something here to help her get through that blockage and be able to do magic again, which by the end of this, she was able to light every other candle in the room except the one that she was focusing on. She was barely focusing on. Mm -hmm. What do you think his intention is? I think he needs a witch for something. He wants that map, so maybe you need a witch to activate the cure. What does he want the cure for, if that's what he's looking for? Uh, Maybe he knows a vampire that he's keeping hidden from Connor that got turned, and he wants to cure her. Okay. Like his wife got turned or something. Okay. So we have this scene with Stefan on the phone with Klaus. And all I wrote was Stefan's plan involves Klaus getting his hybrids on board with his plan. Yep. Elena is watching Stefan walk through the town square from the window of Alaric's apartment. She wonders who he's talking to. Damon assumes that it's Bonnie. He pulls out a map of the tunnels under the town and takes a picture. Then Stefan calls Elena. She wants to know what he found out. He was only able to hear voices but confirms who's inside the grill. Damon snarks that Matt and April are danger magnets. Elena is determined to get them out of there. Stefan needs more time. Damon says the clock is ticking. Elena hangs up and says that she's going to the tunnels. Damon stops her because Connor doesn't know she's a vampire, so they can use that to their advantage, which is smart. Yes. She thinks that she can offer herself up as a hostage in exchange, and Damon objects to that because then either she's a hostage or Connor figures it out and kills her. Yep. She says she can handle herself because Alaric trained her and she's been practicing with Stefan. And then they have this like flirty pretend to shoot you, pretend to shoot you back thing. Where she ends up uh, pinning him down on the bed. And he points out that for someone who doesn't want to be like him, she's pretty good at being like him. Yep. She repeats that her brother is the only thing holding her together. I feel like this show is usually a little more subtle with this kind of shit. But in this episode, they have been really ramming it home that Mm -hmm. Jeremy is the only thing that's keeping Elena from either killing herself or going crazy or whatever. Damon assures her that they'll get Jeremy out. So Connor is building these bombs using werewolf toxin and nails. April's freaking out. Jeremy doesn't remember anything. He and Connor have a conversation. Connor wants him to pick up some of the tips of the hunter trade and explains that the bombs are rigged with werewolf toxin. Jeremy asks where he, what he gets out of all of this. Connor says that he used to think all he had to do was kill vampires, but then he learned that the mark tells him who he is, why he is this way. He tells Matt and April to get him back because the vampires will be showing up soon and that he's got every door rigged if they were thinking about sneaking out. Now, Connor has this tattoo that keeps showing up with every vampire that he kills. But how does that tell him who he is? He doesn't understand any of it. He really doesn't. He seems like he's... That's why I think the ink possesses them. Like, the more the tattoo shows up, the more crazy they get. And the less human they get. Also, like, he seems to be relying a lot on the stuff that Shane has been telling him. Yes. So maybe he thinks that when this 
tattoo is complete, then Shane will finally explain what it all means. But he didn't seem to have this idea before he realized that the tattoo... No, because he must know that the tattoo grows with every vampire he kills because he's seen it grow. Yeah, he's even said that he killed his friend and the tattoo Yeah, Yeah, grew. So... I don't know why all of a sudden he thinks, okay, I need to keep killing vampires so I understand why I am this way. Really, what he should be doing is asking Klaus. Yep. Then we have Stefan arriving at Alaric, asking about the tunnel map. Damon is eager to get started. Stefan says they need to wait for one of Klaus's hybrids. Damon wants to know when they started working with Klaus. I guess he forgot that he was working with Klaus a few days ago himself. It's just like, this is the laziest writing ever. Yeah. For them, for them, for a normal show. It's okay. For this show, it's really bad. Yeah. So frustrating. Damon's acting like he didn't just work with Klaus. Like it was two episodes ago. (laughs) It wasn't last year. It was a couple of days ago. Yeah. And yeah, he didn't go to Klaus to team up with him. He went to Tyler. But Klaus was like, Tyler's busy. Why don't I come along? And then they had this very charming scene where they taunted someone before they blew him up. Yes. And Damon didn't seem to have any issue with... Being buddy-buddy with Klaus. The only thing I can think of is he's like, hey, he lied to us and this guy is alive again, even though he said we would blow him up. This is bullshit. We can't trust him. But at the same time, maybe reference that. Like, have Stefan say, hey, you were okay with him, you know, two days ago. But that doesn't get addressed. No, not at all. And he seems, like, baffled by Stefan working with Klaus, potentially, or having Klaus involved. Klaus was involved. This guy was in his... I guess Damon doesn't know that Klaus had Connor. He doesn't. Still. It's lazy. Mm-hmm. Stefan says that the hybrids can be useful to draw the fire of the werewolf toxin booby traps. Damon wants to know how Stefan is so sure that Connor has werewolf te- toxin or venom. Stefan tells him to stop being paranoid. And they argue. Elena thinks they're wasting time. Damon agrees and said he'll just go kill Connor himself. And as he's walking towards the door, Stefan injects him with a vervain dart. Elena is shocked. She says that Damon had the right idea with the tunnels. Oh, no. Stefan says that Damon had the right idea with the tunnels, but he isn't letting him go in if he can't do it his way. He thinks that Damon doesn't care about Matter April. He'll just go in and get Jeremy for Elena and then kill Connor no matter who gets hurt. And Elena doesn't really understand why it matters whether Connor gets killed or not. Yeah. She says that she's going with Stefan and he says no. He asks what will happen if Connor attacks her and she kills him. The guilt will destroy her. And she's aware of that. She's scared of it. She still wants to go. He tells her that he needs her to trust him, that this is the most important thing he's asked of her. And then he kisses her and then he vamps away really fast. Then we have Tyler and this hybrid named Dean. I didn't even bother putting his name in. I, you know, it was one of those things where it stuck in my head because it's from Supernatural. Okay. They're arguing over um, 
basically having the sire bond and Dean being like, well, no, Klaus told me I have to do it, so I have to do it. Caroline comes across Haley and is like, who the hell are you? And Haley's like, who the hell are you? And Caroline says, I'm Caroline. And Haley's like, oh, right, I've heard about you. You're Tyler's girl. And then basically is like, uh, this is between you and Tyler. <laughs> I don't do teen drama. Bye. Fair. And she tells Caroline to take it up with Ty before leaving. Mm-hmm. Then she goes into the other room to, like, back up Tyler with Dean. They tell him that Tyler has broken the sire bond, and he could too. And Dean doesn't believe that Tyler can refuse Klaus, so Tyler calls him. And when Klaus answers, he basically shuts Tyler's freedom down with a threat to tell Caroline about Haley, which Caroline can hear, even though this is one of those times where Klaus isn't actually doing it knowing that Caroline can hear because he didn't know she was there. Yeah. Tyler probably should have thought about the fact that Caroline would be able to hear this conversation. But whatever. He hangs up and tells Dean to do whatever he wants. Haley is appalled that Tyler backed down. Stefan calls the grill and demands that Connor free the hostages. Connor says they can go when all the vampires are dead. Stefan asks if that's where the, ma- the ma- mark can grow. Connor is surprised that Stefan knows about that. He points out that Klaus saved his life, so obviously he needs him alive. He asks if Connor is curious why, and Connor responds by breaking the phone. Yeah. So Matt and April are trying to get out of there by using the tunnels but the tunnel's been bricked off he's hammering it quietly trying to break the bricks and Stefan hears that because he's in the tunnels and then Dean comes in gets hit with all of the refuse from the bomb oh no he comes in he sees a tripwire steps over it but then he's basically standing on like this pressure trigger doesn't notice that so as soon as he steps off of it he gets hit with all the stuff from the bomb but it doesn't hurt him because he's actually a werewolf. I mean, it hurts him. It just doesn't kill him. Right. It hurts him, but he's like, he'd be able to recover. Yeah. Stefan gets April and Matt, and Matt out. And Connor goes and blows a hole through his body where his heart was. Stefan tells Matt to take April to Caroline. Connor's tattoo grows. Stefan comes out. Connor grabs Jeremy and shoots at Stefan, and then Jeremy steps on a bomb trigger. Yep. Alina hears the explosion. Damon wakes up. He's all pissed off. Stefan's also stolen his ring. He thinks that Stefan is playing them. Either he's made a deal with Klaus or he's compelled. Alina thinks that that means that she needs to be in there, so Damon tells her that she needs to be careful. Connor doesn't know she's a vampire, so she needs to get as close as she can and then kill him. So Stefan's trying to negotiate with Connor, and it's not going that well. Elena hears this from the door. She goes in, begs for Connor to let Jeremy go. Stefan stands up from his hiding place. Connor points the gun at him instead of Jeremy. Elena rushes at Connor. He shoots Jeremy in the stomach. Elena's choking him. Stefan sees that the bomb is going to go off and rushes out to get Jeremy out of the way. Miraculously... A table was enough to keep them from getting hit with any of this stuff mm-hmm. after it goes off. Elena heals Jeremy with her blood. Oh, she turns away and Jeremy's like, I know you're not going to hurt me, so you don't need to look away. And 
he tells Elena that Jeremy or Connor said that Jeremy was like him because he can see the tattoo. And this is the first that she's even heard of the tattoo. Yeah. He says that Stefan and Damon know about it, but he doesn't know who else because he was compelled. She thinks she knows. So she leaves. Stefan is leading Connor through the tunnels when Damon catches up with them. He's pissed off because he had to punch through a boiler room floor and a septic tank to get there. He looks pretty good for going through a septic tank. (laughs) Stefan lets Connor go and he and Damon fight. And Damon basically is going to rip Stefan's heart out until Stefan tells him about the cure. He says it's Elena's only hope. So Damon lets Stefan go. But in another part of the tunnel, Elena comes up on Connor and tells him to stay away from her brother. And then she goes all crazy berserker and like bites his throat. Then when he's like on the ground, he pulls a stake out of his pocket and stakes her, but it misses her heart and she breaks his neck. Yep. So later she's digging a grave for him when Stefan and Damon find her. And she, as soon as she sees them, she starts to freak out that, and it really hits her that she killed someone. And she yells at Damon because he told her to kill him. So she killed him. It seemed like a weird thing to say, because Elena is usually not trying to blame other people for her mistakes. It's kind of the opposite. Yeah. Like he told you to kill him, but you're still you, you were pissed off because you felt like he was trying to influence your brother. Well, and also, you were in a fight where he tried to kill you, so you killed him back. Yeah. So then we have the scene with Tyler and Haley. They're upset because their friend has died, and Caroline Caroline comes in, and she isn't happy to see all of this. Haley leaves. She accuses Tyler for falling for someone while she was crying over him, and he tells Caroline that Haley saved his life. He was practically killing himself trying to break the sire bond, and she's there to help him help the other hybrids break their sire bond. He let Klaus think that there was something to hide so that he wouldn't figure out what they were actually doing. Which is clever. Yeah. Especially for Tyler. (laughs) So we have the scene with April and Matt and Jeremy and she's all like, yeah, there was like a gas leak and then we had to go see Caroline for some reason and now we're back here and I just want to go get some coffee but the grill's closed for some reason. Like they couldn't have written her better in that scene yeah like there was a everybody else knows stuff like every time april gets compelled she gets compelled such in a half-ass way like oh the funeral was really nice no it wasn't somebody almost got killed somebody got shot yeah so jeremy gives her his vervain bracelet which at first i thought well yeah he gives her the bracelet because now he's up He's got the hunter's mark, so it's not even going to work on him anymore. But he didn't even know that at that point. He just gave it to her because he is tired of people compelling innocent people and lying to them. Which makes no sense because everybody in that town knows what that bracelet does. All the vampires will just take it off like they did with him. Right. I just like the fact that Matt used flirting to get her to wear it. It was cute. (laughs) Yeah. Then we have Stefan and Damon discussing how pissed off Klaus will be when he finds out that Stefan lost a hybrid and the hunter. Stefan thanks Damon for not saying anything to Elena about the cure yet. Damon isn't really sure that it even exists anyway. Stefan's going to keep looking for another hunter until he finds one, but he won't have to look far. Nope. Damon would be happy to go on a suicide mission with him. 
Stefan points out that a few hours ago he was ready to literally rip his heart out. Damon asks him seriously, why does why does Stefan want to cure Elena? Is it because she's not cut out to be a vampire or that he can't love her if she is? Which is a very good question. Yes. And should be asked. Yes. Stefan says that he'll always love her, but she isn't supposed to be this person. So I guess the answer is he can't love her if she's a vampire. Yeah. He's just not really saying it. Then Damon says that he needs to make something very clear. He's fine with her either way. So if he does this, he's doing it for Stefan. He's not doing it for Elena. Very sweet. Yeah. And really is why I believe that this show is a love story about these two brothers and what they will do for each other more than it is a love story about this girl who fell in love with a vampire or two. Yes. And then we have Elena in the shower. She's washing off all the blood. She's all upset. She's writing in her diary about killing someone when suddenly some blood drips on the pages. Um, She checks and it's not coming from her. She looks around. There's blood on the floor. She follows it into the bathroom. The room is covered in it. She looks at the mirror and the word killer is written on the mirror and she freaks out and falls down and then all the blood is gone. So what do you think that means? I think it's either she's so guilty she's hallucinating or it's Connor's ghost or both. But I really do think it's Connor's ghost. Okay. The next episode is called We All Go a Little Mad Sometimes. Oh, okay. So I was pretty close. I don't have any trivia. There was actually, like, nothing really about this episode except for, like, they go through, like, tropes and who the antagonist and whatever is. But none of that is usually stuff I share anyway. Mm-hmm. But we do have a review. <gasps> That's awesome. I believe it's from Ashley from Ireland. It's Ash3070 from Ireland. So I think it might be the same Ashley you were referring to. Awesome. I'm absolutely awful with voices, but I think it's Krista that has the best laugh I've ever heard. Pure pure joy and sunshine and rainbows and newborn kittens. Both hosts have fantastic chemistry and discussion is always extremely fun and engaging. I kind of avoided listening to the podcast for a while as I had been so badly burned and was so upset with the show I couldn't find it in myself to consume any more TVD con- content. Funny thing is, I think I may have actually dropped it in the final season, so it's not like there was a ton more to watch anyway. Hmm. I have so many brilliant memories of my 16-year-old self climbing into bed and watching the show with my cousin and sister. Glad to have someone to share it with again. Enjoy, ladies. Aww. I think... God, you're young. <laughs> I think that, um... I never got, like, ugh tired of the show like i know a lot of people did because it was on for so long and Mm. sometimes when a show is on for that long you start to feel like they're trying to one-up the crazy thing that happened last season with something else where you're like really this and it can if you're not just fully invested i guess it can get annoying i know i've dropped shows because it just seems like it's not going anywhere necessarily. I just always felt like this show was very, very fun. Even if there was like a villain I didn't care about. Mm. So I have heard about people like dropping the show and then maybe going back to it later. 
I hope that Ashley goes back through it with us. Yes. Um, every show has its ups and downs. You know, I don't know that I would enjoy talking about a lot of season six of Buffy. It's not, yeah. not its best season. No, it's really not. So it's to be expected. I mean, season two of Lost lost a lot of viewers. They didn't get to hang around and see how it got all crazy awesome with time travel and shit. So there, there you go. Their loss. Ah, I see what you did there. I didn't say they're lost. <laughs> but that's it. That's all I've got. Uh, I know that th- we went through this pretty fast, but honestly, this episode is just really, really boring. Yeah. Hopefully next episode is more interesting. Yeah. I believe it is. Cool. Did you have anything to plug? Nope. Um, the only thing I have to plug is Unspoiled Doctor Who. And uh, you can check us out on Twitter, Undeclared TVD. Um, the Undeclared TVD spoiler group on Facebook. The Mighty Network, we have a individual group on there for Vampire Diaries that Chris is not allowed into. And then one where other people are writing things that she can see. And if you want to be a patron, please go to patreon.com slash unspoiled. Oh, also, uh, Friday nights, I've started doing Netflix party, uh, teleparty watches with patrons who want to join in to watch uh, Great British Bake Off. So if you're interested in that and you're a patron, uh, I, I put the invites in sometimes a little too late in the day. But if you want to do that, it's pretty fun. How was it last night or Friday night? It wasn't night. a lot of people because I did it last minute. I'm really sorry about that. But um it was pretty fun. We had Megan Elizabeth, uh-huh. who had never seen the show before. Oh. And so she was getting a kick out of it. That's fun. Yeah. Well, I don't have anything else. So I guess we'll cut this semi-short. I mean, you know, it's only an hour. Yeah. And we'll be back next week with We All Go a Little Mad Sometimes. I'm excited. Always and forever, motherfuckers. Hello, brother. Spoiled Network Podcast.